Are we going to start over? My mic was off. You're back. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> My mic is on now and I'm, oh, good. I'm, I'm good to go. Are we going to cut that first part? <laughs> Pro- probably. <laughs> Perfect. That's easy. Um, yeah, good work while I was gone. I, I enjoyed the podcast with Eric and then your solo run, which was nice and short and sweet. I wise, could, wise words, though. I could have gone on, but I didn't think that that would have been prudent. wanted to give our listeners a little bit of a breather, <laughs> assuming <laughs> they listened at all. I guess we'll just have to check the stats someday, and we'll know. <laughs> yeah, maybe my little solo rant is the most popular thing we've ever done. Quite possibly. <laughs> Quite possibly. Well, how, how have you been? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Just plugging along, waiting for warmer weather. I'm, I've, I've gotten to the point now where I'm over winter. Winter can go away now. And, and I'm ready for nice, warm, summery spring days. Today's March 21st, by the way. March 21st, yesterday was the equinox. Mm-hmm. Um, In true Utah equinox fashion, it rained and snowed and was cold and blustery all day. Yeah, I've uh, I've watched before for the sun to come up, and um, generally it's cloudy. But sometimes you can see the sunrise over the mountains mm-hmm. if you're looking for it. But yesterday that was a no go. Got a little snow. The rest of the week looks good. Yeah, are we yeah. going to get over these freezing temperatures pretty soon? Yeah, I think so. Uh, hopefully permanently, you know, for the year. Because <laughs> I'm uh, I've got a little bit of spring fever, cabin fever, ready to. Spend more time outside. Well, what, uh, while I was gone, the big, the big thing that I can think of that happened was that gas prices went up by like 50, 60 cents, maybe 80 cents a gallon. I can't remember what they were the other uh, week, last month. Were they about 3.30 for a gallon of uh, regular unleaded, like uh, low grade? Maybe. I haven't, I don't fill my my vehicle up up very often did it go up by a gallon or did it or a gallon did it go up by a dollar it went up a lot and it went up a lot all over the country to the point where we got to some point recently in the last 10 days or so we hit the a record national average it was it was on average through the country it was over four dollars i think for the first time ever it was a record high anyway and it's the putin price hike that's what they're telling us that's the new phrase. That's interesting because I recently read an article about how there are still a bunch of Russian tankers waiting to unload at U.S. ports. So we actually haven't encountered a logistical shortage of Russian oil, which accounts for what, 3 or 4% of our American imports? Something like that. Not a lot. But of course we could. We could. The United States could probably be just fine without any 
oil and gas imports. Oh yeah, produce, Trump, the Trump administration proved that. We were we were a net exporter and now we're a net importer due to reg- regulations and restrictions from the regulations the and restrictions restrictions based on ideology and dogma. Not not any there's not any uh physical reason for it. It's not like we've run out or we, we can't might run produce out. it. We we might. We might. We might. We might. We uh it the, might it might kill a bunch of uh, baby seals. The sun might not rise tomorrow. Yeah, it's a possibility. <laughs> so stop producing. But you must have uh you must have seen that uh, gas price. That must have affected you on your great American road trip. Yeah, I'm not sure how much I should divulge, but I was driving a vehicle across the country to the Atlantic coast, making a pilgrimage to the shrines a, of a our non, age. A non-Disney unnamed theme park. Non-Disney. <laughs> we are boycotting Disney, by the way, at the at the Bruno household. But we we went all the way to the Atlantic Ocean, and uh, the vehicle needed was of significant size, and you know, got we were getting somewhere between twelve and fifteen miles to the gallon, sixteen, seventeen, maybe, if we were lucky. And I think uh, in between Texas and Florida somewhere, w- the prices started hiking. So it went from like three thirty a gallon to four. I think the highest we paid was four thirty nine. Mm-hmm. And and out here in Utah, I'm seeing the prices are around four twenty five ish right now. They were four twenty nine when I got back. Maybe down in Moab, they were more like four fifty. Well, I wish I would have been able to share this with you earlier. Uh, I can't because it, I, I couldn't because it wasn't published earlier, but I wish you would have seen this before you, you spent all that gas money. Um, Bloomberg opinion has, has I'm some, anxiously awaiting this. I'm assuming I'm going to get a text. I'm just going to read something to you if I can find it. Uh, okay. For but, the list, I'm just giving you the play by play for the listeners because we're not videotaping this as you are all aware. This is a radio only blind podcast. To, to keep the identities of all of, of the involved parties safe and effective. <laughs> now, we don't use those terms anymore. Those are passe. Oh, to keep the, uh, the, ter- to keep the identities involved uh, pro-Ukraine and uh, <laughs> anti-Russian. I will say, though, they did trot uh, Fauci back out onto the Sunday circuit yesterday. He WTF. Was, he was saying... What? He was saying that... This isn't the Russians, over. The Russians may cause This isn't over yet, and we may have to lock down again, and we may have to bring back the mask mandates. It's not over yet. We're not through the woods. We're going in the right direction. I think a lot of the Mind Virus podcast listeners are secretly hoping for a return of Fauci so that that voice will be heard more <laughs> often on the podcast. Well, maybe we could just have... Anthony Fauci on. He says he's not going to retire until I see this through. Until every virus has been eradicated. <laughs> All right. Bloomberg Opinion has some very helpful, practical. I know our listeners always want practical advice on how to handle this apocalypse, right? Well, Bloomberg Opinion says inflation stings most if you earn less than 300K. Here's how to deal. Wait a minute. What? What? <clears throat> Okay, so uh, first of all, you're going to have to send me this link so I can put it on the, the website so I don't lose it. 
Secondly, did they just say 300K? Yeah, 300K. So what is that? 99.99% of the United States earns less than that, probably. What, what, is, what a tone deaf, what a, what a oh, it gets Marie better. Antoinette It gets better. Statement. Did it they gets, say, let me eat cake? No, it gets even better, let me though. Eat cake. Cake would be way too uh, indulgent in these times. Here's okay. what they say. Inflation stings most if you earn less than 300K. Here's how to deal. Take the bus. Don't buy in bulk. Try lend. Oh, 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 okay, so hold on a second. Can I, do you have to get through this, or can I just can we talk about this? Let me get through it, okay. and then we'll go through. There's okay. only four we're gonna points. Do a re- we're going to do a repeat. We're going to do like a run back. Through. There's four points, and okay, they can okay. all be. They okay. can all. We, I heard we, take the bus. Okay. Does any? Here's how. Does to, anyone? Do any of our listeners live in Utah? Like in a place where. You have to, I mean, like I taking mean, the bus is an impracticality that is, um, it's hard, it's hard gargantuan here, proportion. It's hard here. Be, I mean, you can do it, but it, everything's so spread out and we don't have a very robust system, but okay, Utah, anyway, and, get, Utah politicians are saying, Hey, everybody take the bus. Get, get your four points out. Okay. Here's how to deal. But I'm not vaccinated. Take the bus. Don't buy in bulk. Try lentils instead of meat. Nobody said this would be fun. Wait, their fourth point is nobody said this would be fun. Nobody said this would be fun. That's their fourth. Okay, so that fourth point presupposes that somehow you signed up for this. Yeah, like, I didn't. I, and that's what I like. I read. This I didn't and I say said, it would be easy. I only said it would be worth it. Yeah, he never said that. That quote that you you know that you. It's in the off. scriptures. Yeah. That's uh, the Maccabees uh, <laughs> chapter ninety five, something like that. Nobody, I'm just kidding. It's not. Nobody said this would be fun. Well, what's this? The Great Reset? Uh, the apocalypse? Yeah. Who? The con- wh- what is this? Which narrative? Which which <laughs> opt-in email list are we talking about here? And non-opted-in spammer and I, list. I, I replied. I said I bought meat in bulk because you know they say don't buy in bulk and try lentils instead of meat. Okay, so you replied to this. <laughs> Yeah, it's on Twitter. I get, you know, you got to reply. Oh, it was stuff. a Twitter. It's a tweet. A tweet that tw- links a to an tweet. article which I did not read because it was probably good. You don't, they don't deserve your click. Here's how to deal. Nobody said this would be fun. In other words, you're supposed to be miserable because being miserable is the patriotic thing to do. And that's part of this pay, this Putin price hike. You have celebrities. Uh, we have the Hulk. Uh, what's the guy who plays the Hulk in the Marvel universe? Um, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, he was saying something like. Also, Edward Norton Jr. did he, the first one, but he, uh, nobody remembers him. He, uh, in addition to eulogizing the guys that Kyle Rittenhouse shot as you know uh, noble victims um, and not criminals and pedophiles, he uh, he recently said something like, "Paying more for gas is patriotic, and it's the least that we can do to fight Putin." And I'm like, "You're a multi-bajillionaire." You, you're not making more than three hundred. He makes more than three hundred k. He can still eat meat. He's allowed to still eat meat because he's wealthy. The rest of us need to eat lentils and grin and bear it. Nobody said this would be fun. Nobody said this would be. What's this? Yeah, what's this? And also, not being able to afford groceries isn't um isn't doesn't fall somewhere on the fun scale. That's that's a matter of life and death in some cases so there's there's an under that that maybe should i was going to think i was thinking our title here might be something about inflation but maybe the title really should be what's this 
Well, nobody because, said this would be fun. Well, no, but what's this? Because <laughs> what, what that demonstrates is that somebody over at Bloomberg has decided that there's a this. Yeah. Like, is it coronavirus? Is it we're all in this together but separate? Is it the we all decided to sanction Russia? Uh, is it the climate lockdown? What is this? That's what? A, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a, yeah, that's what you should have asked him. What's this? Well, others in the, in the replies did, and they're, and they're, and they're getting someone, hammered for it, and there's a lot of jokes out there about lentils. Are they getting ratioed? They're getting ratioed. What's, but- t- for the listeners, for the, the soccer moms out there, sorry, soccer moms, you probably already know what ratioing is, but I would assume explain. Soccer, soccer moms probably get ratioed all the time. So they don't know what getting ratioed is? They just get ratioed? <laughs> Maybe. Okay, tell us all, for, for my uh, sake, what does it the, mean to get the ratioed? The loose definition is you put something out there on social media and you get more um, replies than... A significantly disproportionate amount of negative replies. Negative is that the replies way? over the likes. So somebody, if so, if I, it, you know, it happened to me, right? You I, got ratio. I got piled on when I when I was. We used to call that getting flamed. Yeah, yeah. Back in the good old free internet when, days, when we had when we had uh, uh, those message boards powered by UBB. Was that the something the coding? Like that. Yeah. But it happened to me when I I wrote that it was ridiculous and offensive for the state of Utah to use the pioneer heritage to encourage the vaccine here in, in the great state of Utah. And so, somebody, some sports writer in Utah, someone I'd never heard of, saw that because, you know, he saw Twitter. your tweet. He saw my tweet and he retweeted that the one his, and only tweet that's ever been seen. <laughs> more or less. He retweeted that making fun of me. And of course, his little brigade of, of sports fans. It's funny, like, all the people, most of the people, the NPCs following him, right? And most of the people, you know, were like, "You're stupid. This is not offensive." And it's just like BYU and Utah and Jazz little icons in their as, tw- as their handles. profile pictures, yeah, because you know they're just because they are a logo. And I just thought it was really funny. And but but that's what being ratioed is. And, and honestly, like, there's sometimes when, like. It, it didn't really bother me, but I thought, man, if this was really a big thing, I could see how it could really bother somebody. Like if thousands and thousands of people were, you know, it, it happens all the time. And then people end up either deleting the tweet or locking the tweet. But this is Bloomberg News. It's it's not an individual. And they deserve a ratio for just telling basically all of America, like, hey, hey, peasants, you don't know what's going on here. Your high gas prices and high grocery prices well, are noble, and you're making a sacrifice for this. Uh, yeah, I, clearly, I don't know what this is. I'm wanting to know it what is, this is It is not supposed to be fun. This is the great race. Because they seem to be... Talent, they seem to be acting as if we voted for it, or or, or acting or like we, we should all know it, or we should know what this is. And I, I think if I'm going to speculate again, I'm not going to read the article because I, I have better use of my time. But I think because right now there's this idea that we are making patriotic wartime sacrifices. Well, to there def- you said the S word because. Season season of sacrifice. sacrifice. Yeah, this is where you're going. The Corona Circus guys called this, and, and we're making these wartime sacrifices to defeat the evil Putin and save the noble white knight 
Vladimir Zelensky. Okay, so if you'll remember back a few episodes, I can't remember which one it was. Do you, do you remember how far back that was? It was... Uh, when we talked about Season of Sacrifice? Was it the Rug Pull Theory episode? I think this was 62. Yeah. The Rug Pull Theory came out of that because the, the Corona Circus guys always have very, very thought-provoking, smart... I you know analysis analysis that's a good good word that's what I was searching for ideas that they've uh, that they've well art they've articulated really well in in their articles and they haven't posted a lot recently but they did post one called season of sacrifice and they were postulating that that we would start to see in media a lot of sacrifice you know we're making sacrifices uh propaganda but they were they were relating it to the coronavirus vaccine injury they were in their stuff they were basing it off of the um the document that was created the spars in, document in 2017 the yeah the spars document where you had president arthur you know whoever their fictional president was saying the people who died from the vaccine are are heroes and they made the the ultimate sacrifice for the for the greater good for the greater right. good right and yeah so the 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 corona circus guys were were saying we're going to start to see more of that sacrifice discussion and so here here's an evidence of it but but it it would be perfectly typical of how this crazy shifting narrative mind control propaganda thing that's going on happens to have the the sacrifice be related to something a little not different. coronavirus right which is now we're sacrificing for the greater good because of the russians in ukraine yeah and it's um that it's that whole narrative that whole this whole russia versus ukraine i i touched on it a little bit solo and after i stopped recording and i i sent you sent the 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 file off to you i thought man there's the whole point of what I was trying to say, I totally forgot. You forgot to I say forgot it. <laughs> to make my point, but one, one, the, the, it, it, it's been hard to keep up with, right? It's hard to keep up with what's going on over there, and to know what's real, what's manufactured, what's out of context, what's flat out fake. But apparently, there, there's a couple things. You know, there, I'm still seeing all these these Ukrainian flags all over social media. I saw the results of a poll. For those most likely to quote unquote stand with Ukraine are also those who've had three or more doses of the booster. Really? Or the vaccine. So take that for what it's worth. Oh. But yesterday I saw a video of a Ukrainian official saying that they were castrating Russian POWs because they are cockroaches and don't deserve uh, human well, treatment. Say that again? They, they're they're uh, chemically or physically? Physically castrating Russian POWs in hospital, you know, wounded Russians. Are we talking about like um, uh, vasectomy or something more? I'm guessing that it's a little more barbaric than that. Let me see if I can find the uh, actual thing. But okay, well, also, make, make your point. I'm. I'm. Well, what was here's, the point? Here's the point. I'm. I'm, I'm just. Making. A, I'm appalled. The second part of my point is that Zelensky. Remember, Zelensky's the new like. He's Winston Churchill, Hulk Hogan, and Superman all rolled into one. 
right? He's the new world hero. He's going to get the Nobel Peace Prize probably for advocating and, and demanding that taking we over start, state media that we start asking world for War a no III. fly zone. But he uh, he has he has censored a whole bunch of opposition parties. Remember, uh, Ukraine. As far as I under- <coughs> excuse me, as far as I understand, Ukraine doesn't just have like here in the United States we have Republicans, we have Democrats, right? And there's not a whole lot of in between that has any influence. Well, you don't cr- throw your vote away, right? You yeah, a vote for third party is a vote for the, my opponent. <laughs> but and I the, just remember in the when the space aliens in the Simpsons take over the uh, presidential candidates. Bob Dole and Bill, and Bill Clinton. Do you remember that episode? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll throw your vote away. And they, they, they find out they're space aliens. And right. They, they're like, I'm going to vote third party. Nope, you'll throw your vote away. Uh, uh, but Zelensky, the hero, is... So there, there's multiple political factions in Ukraine, ranging from extremists like the Azov. This, is the, this right? is the case in most of Europe that you need a co- what they call a coalition government. You right. know, you'll have multiple parties and they, the Greens, the Labors, the Conservatives, uh, like the UKIP guys in England, the Independence Party guys. The, the, this is a right. very typical in parliamentary, parliamentary well, systems. Z- Zelensky is censoring and silencing and banning all of these minority opposition opposition to him by the way all these parties he's deplatforming them and uh and it's like okay so maybe he's not the hero we think he is uh well you do what you have to do he's a strong right. well he's saying it's you know because Lincoln of wartime type. because of wartime and fighting he says they're pro russian well they they might be because there's a lot of ethnic well, russians lincoln, in ukraine lincoln did this sort of thing during the war right. between the states right Here's the, here's the, uh, uh, says translated channel 24 videos depict Ukraine mobile hospital head, Gennady Drozenko, apparently in his own words, live stating he quote, gave strict orders to castrate all the wounded Russians because they are cockroaches, not humans. And, uh, this is a tweet from, uh, Majid Nawaz. We've mentioned him before. He was recently on Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, and, okay. And then he says in capital letters, we fund these allies. And then there's a link to the video. Um, and of course, if this is real, if this is happening, that, that, those are war crimes. I mean, it doesn't matter how evil oh, yeah. the enemy is. That's a war crime. And I retweeted it and I just wrote, Go ahead and stand with Ukraine in quotation marks, but understand who you're standing with. And my point here is, you said, what's your point? Yes, what is my, your point? My point here is that there's no good guys here. This isn't, this isn't white knights versus black knights. This isn't, this isn't good versus evil. This is just evil fighting evil. And, and the, bigger question, the bigger question that keeps swirling around in my mind and something I tried to kind of get to last week and I don't think I did a good job of is what, what is the big thing? What is this? What is the this that isn't any fun, right? Well, yeah, I'm going to post it. I'll, I'll write this down for you on the podcast page so that all the listeners will know What's my point? What's your point? <laughs> I'll put that down on last week's page. We've had listeners asking us that now for more than a year, I think. Yes, and what's and what is your point, Mr. Bruno? Well, 
let me establish some context for 45 minutes and then I'll tell you. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. So what is this then? You were, you were dancing around that. You were going to say something. Well, say I think, okay, if, if, if I was to answer the, this, and, and I, I did touch on this last week, I think the Russia-Ukraine conflict, war, invasion, whatever you want to call it, whatever your favorite newscaster's calling it, is all part of the controlled demolition. It's part of the this that isn't any fun. It's part of the destruction of currency, of the current world order. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is establishing, I read a uh, Jeffrey Tucker Brownstone okay. Institute article this morning where he, he talks about you know something we've referred to a lot is the, the three superpowers in 1984, right? Orwell's 1984. There's three superpowers that are perpetually at war with one another. And he says, is that our future? And I thought, well, no, that's our present. And our past. We're already there and we've been there. And I, I think that maybe the future is that those three superpowers are more um, consolidated and maybe we go into an era of perpetual war or perpetual cold war, at least, and, and saber rattling and threats of war and rumors of war and maybe little skirmishes like we see. But haven't we already right been in that? Yes. How, how is it different? That's what I want to know. Because <clears throat> well, that's, the that's, problem is since the, since the fall of the Soviet Union, we sort of have had a, a, um, We've, uh, an eye of the storm moment, the Bill Clinton years, and then the right before 9-11, you know, the, the, we did have the 9-11 stuff, which set the world back into war, mm-hmm. but it hasn't really hit home for Americans except for 9-11. Right. You know, we haven't And, and you're right from, that it's, it's not a whole lot different because we've had all of these. I mean, the list of, of countries the U.S. has invaded yeah if you've if you've lived in it's it's long and vast if you've lived in what uh richard mayberry calls chaos stan he 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 calls the you know eurasia area running up from the middle east all the way into russia china uh you know in africa down into africa he calls that chaos stan and he he's just been betting on war happening there for his economic investments and stuff like that. Richard Mayberry is an interesting character. He writes the books, Whatever Happened to Penny Candy, Whatever Happened to Justice, and a whole host of other books for young people, or for everybody really, but they're written to a ninth grade level to help mm-hmm. help people understand how the world really works from an Austrian economist slash uh, Jefferson mm-hmm. jurist naturalist perspective, somebody who's really outside of the mainstream. And Yeah, but Thomas Jefferson owned slaves. Okay. Any anyway, uh, even after the Cold War, Hitler was Austrian. Even after the Cold War, I just debunked him. You just debunked everything I just said. (laughs) (laughs) So, so even after the Cold War, I mean, you had Bosnia Herzegovina. You have the the first Gulf War. You've got nine eleven. So people forget about that. I think. They made a movie about it with Owen Wilson. Remember that? Was that behind, yeah. behind enemy lines? Yeah, that was actually a pretty good show. How he, yeah. he gets shot down and has to escape. Yeah, the question evade. no one seems to be asking is why would he be flying over and over there and get shot down? Yeah, what was why the whole he, point? Why what was, is he there? Yeah, and 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 do all the um, the uh, Eastern Bloc super soldiers really wear track suits? <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently they do. Apparently, in the it's funny you see these photos of the uh, uh, alleged everything. Uh, I always have to say alleged or apparent with this 
stuff. We, who knows from what Russia. Israel? What Israel? Wasn't there a movie like a church movie like What Israel? Yeah, que es real? Que es real? That, we had the Spanish version. Show that to kids. But the 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 you have the peace negotiations, right? The, with Ukraine and Russia, and the Russians I are keep all reading in suits. headlines about that. But are the, is that actually happening? I don't know. I don't know, but I've seen some photos, and on one side of the table, you have the little Russian flag on the table, and everybody on that side is in suits. Like a business suit. Th- yeah, and then you have- Like it's the first presidency or something. Right. Then you have the Ukrainian flag, and on the other side of the table, everyone's wearing hoodies. It's like- you- Gangsta and, thugs? And, and, and Zelensky's always walking around in a tight-fitting shirt or a hoodie, looking all hip and cool, and it's like, this is so fake. It's so manufactured. Who's the president in 1985? Ronald Reagan. Yeah, no, it's the guy. The who, actor. It's the actor who played the president, who then became the president, right after he played the president on TV. It's one thing for an actor to become president. This is like a, takes that to the next level. Who's the vice president? Jerry Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> but but look and and remember, I say all of this knowing that there's good people in Ukraine. Okay, that should go without saying. Yeah, but, totally. But you have to say it nowadays. Because there's good people in Russia, too. I know Russians. I know Russian expats that live here in Utah. I've worked with them. I've spent time with them. They're nice people. I like them. So there's good people, honest people. And it's always the good, honest, regular people who are the victims of all of this, this, uh, these games of thrones, right? Oh, yeah. And remember, we, and, we talked about the war being already on twice. Right. Like for the last two years, that's been one of the themes we brought up. And one point we've made is that the war is against you, right? the regular people. It's not against, it appears to be nation against nation, but it's a war against you. Right. And Ukraine has some serious problems, and they have for a long time. This isn't like some fledgling democracy that uh, is just trying to spread its wings and, and Putin's clipping those wings. This is a corrupt, one of the most corrupt governments in, in the world. And has been for a long time. It's a client state. Okay, the New York Times this week said, uh, actually, Hunter Biden's laptop is real. <laughs> and nobody say it's a cookie jar that the Clintons and the Bidens have had their hands in for a long, and, and, a, like and, a multi-billion-dollar cookie jar oh, where they put oh, yeah. millions of dollars out who, who, one, while campaigning for the presidencies. And not just the Putins, or not just the, not Clintons, the Clintons and, and the, the Bidens and the probably, Bidens, probably the Putins too, but. A lot of people have used Ukraine as a, it, it's, it's like the, uh, it's like a show, uh, I don't know, pick a, uh, any like drug show, right? There's always the little front business. Yeah. Like, that's Ukraine. It's the fake bakery that's actually your m- marijuana shop, right? It's, it's just a place for corrupt business deals, gas deals. I mean, you have Hunter Biden on the Burisma board. In addition to a lot of really nice people who are, not, are just right. going about their daily lives. Keep in right? mind, I'm talking about the uh, the quote unquote elite here. I'm talking it's like about, the state of Illinois, right? It's like the city of Chicago, right? And it's like we all understand that there's all of this deep corruption, and yet we don't want to do anything about it. And then we stand with Ukraine. We stand with but, Chicago and Mayor Lightfoot against this yeah. invading army from Canada. She. She hilariously was out on St. Patrick's wearing this 
kilt and little hat and she looked just ridiculous isn't that cultural appropriation well a lot of people there's there was some people on twitter saying this is offensive to my white scottish heritage (laughs) i'm offended yeah you should be i'll show you the pictures they are offensive (laughs) (laughs) my eyes are offended But, but uh and let's remember too that the the u.s isn't the, the U.S. has fomented chaos in Ukraine for a while. I mean, they, they the U.S., us, that's us. The U.S. spells us. <laughs> we. Interesting. Okay, our government, our government overthrew their elected president. We, we funded and fomented and arranged, you know, Victoria Newland, I think that's her name. She was the under secretary of state over the that region region is on record okay uh saying we got to get this guy out of here the previous president it, the us created put, you're saying we put zelensky in he's a creation of the united states intelligence apparatus mhm yeah and and and, the, and, and even I don't before think you're that the only one saying that well no it's really Pretty it's well pretty documented. I, I, I mentioned last week the documentary Ukraine on Fire. Go find it and watch it. It has nothing to do with the current situation because it was made uh, a few years ago, but it has everything to do with the current situation because it's context, it's background, it's backstory. What about the, uh, what do you know about the um, neo Nazi leanings of the Asov? Yeah, that, that, that seems what, to be... What, what do we call that? A, a paramilitary gr- a party or group or what is it? Sure, call it that or a faction, but it's officially funded and sanctioned by the Ukrainian government. And by Facebook which and Twitter. Which means it's officially sanctioned by us because we're the ones sending <clears throat> lethal aid. In the form of javelin missiles. And you have people, you have ignorant people on social media here in the U.S., posting photos of these women somehow they're always kind of attractive women with guns and fatigues or whatever but also they've got the little azov patch and so we're literally promoting neo-nazis or nazis nazi militias in ukraine and saying well it's fine because they're fighting the evil putin the enemy of my enemy is my friend it's bizarre. And you also, I've also seen videos, again, I can't, I don't know if any of these are real, but there's videos of the Azov people terrorizing Ukrainians, pulling their pants down and whipping them across the backside or playing weird music and just little torture things. It's, and I look at this stuff and I go, I don't know if this is real. I don't know if it's just staged like that photo I talked about last week. All I do know is that we are being heavily, heavily, heavily influenced to not think about this, to not look at it and just say, I stand. I stand with the king because that's the thing. I stand with the thing. Blue check mark, Twitter. Elon Musk. Get off of Twitter, everybody. Come on. Elon. Bobby will stay there for you. Elon Musk tweeted out like an NPC, you know, the NPC meme Mm -hmm. with a like a Twitter style badge, NPC mean meme. And it just says, I stand with the current thing. And let me see if I can find that, make verify it was Elon, but it's like, that's what we're, we're, we're looking at right now. It's just, just be, be outraged 
about the current thing. And right now the current thing overnight went from from coronavirus. I support and, the current thing. And vaccines. Yeah, I support the current thing with all these flags and colors. But the current thing is changing all the time. And no one, not no one, but too many people are just blindly saying, yep, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm all in. I will stand with Ukraine. And Russia's bad. And so I'm not, I'm going to boycott. I'm not going to listen to the nutcracker ever again. Dun, 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 dun. You're going to get us banned. We should probably burn all of, uh, wasn't uh, Dostoevsky? Dostoevsky. Wasn't he Russian? Uh, I have it on good authority that he was not Russian. He has changed his identity. He identifies as a Slav now so that he can avoid his books being burned. Is, are you serious? Well, posthumously. Right. I was going to say, wait a second. <laughs> but he was Russian, right? Of course. One of the greatest novelists of all time, right? Theoretically. It depends on who you are now. The greatest of all time lists are changing. We've documented how the, the Rolling Stones top album lists are continually morphing to get rid of the Beatles and other insanely famous yeah, He died in 1881, people. so he... <laughs> well, you had me confused for a <laughs> Sorry. second. You I... brought up Dostoevsky. <laughs> right. He, bro- he wrote The Brothers Karamazov, right? Yeah, let's see here. Notable works, Notes from Underground, Crime and Punishment, The Idiot... Which is not, I, th- I was totally wrong. I thought that was the Spencer Cox uh, uh, biography. It's yeah. not. Okay, that's not it. Okay. It was written in the 1860s, but. Uh, it was a premonition. De- Demons, the brothers Karamaz, Kar- Kar- Karamazov. Um, and um, he had four children with Maria Dmitrievna Isava and another woman as well named Anna. Dmitri, rescue us. Comrade Dmitri, please. I feel like, you know what I feel like right now? I feel like that scene from The Office where Michael and I can't, if, I can't remember if it was Jim or someone else, they're talking about Dostoevsky and they keep going back and reading snippets from Wikipedia, then coming back and acting as if they knew those things. You remember that scene? <laughs> it was a pretty good scene. Maybe we can find that. Um, but yeah, I'll look for but, it. But like, how does how does burning his books or banning Russian vodka or changing your Twitter avatar do anything? It doesn't do anything. And meanwhile, nobody said this would be any fun. So let's get back to this. This. <clears throat> Okay, well, uh, you know what? I think you gave a great rundown of the Ukraine situation and kind of, uh, and I'll put, a, I'll put on your last week's podcast, I'll put a little bit of a be conti- to be continued, listen to the first part of next week, because that was a good synopsis and a good uh, tying together of all the things you were talking about there. That, that was some really good stuff. But w- what, is, what is this? It's not just the Russia-Ukraine thing no, that's no. that's what we're saying here it's not just this but it does it does demonstrate the sacrifice angle that is being right brought up here and, and you uh, 
I can't remember if we were recording or not, but you kind of talked about money and that Jeffrey Tucker article I mentioned at brownstone.org. Uh, he says it's worrisome that all of the politicians are saying the same things. And we saw that with COVID, but Vladimir Putin is telling the Russians, hey, the economy, I know we're having some problems with the sanctions and everything, and it's all because of the West. And hey, I've got it under control. We're going to figure it out, but we have to make some sacrifices. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is saying, hey, I know the economy's bad, and uh, because of the because of the war in Ukraine, because of Putin, and it's just Putin's price hike, and we've got it under control, we're figuring it out, but we're going to have to make some sacrifices. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm concerned we're going to have like an FDR moment here where, you know, you've got a Herbert Hoover in Joe Biden, which a lot of people thought that was going to be Donald Trump, right? I'm, I'm hearkening back to the Great Depression. And then you get a you get some sort of a media darling that comes in and becomes the FDR, rescue the country, enact dramatic change, and lead us into the next war. That seems to be the the well pattern that's evolving here. That was the point I didn't get to last week that I was set out uh, to get to. Another point? <laughs> you have a different point than the it other point the, I wrote down? But it's it's so right now we've got we've got this sort of controlled demolition right everything's bad and I think we have to be very very cautious about someone who presents themselves as the solution to all of this because there's a pretty good chance like a Zelensky type where he's this supposed hero no he's just the kayfabe he's just the he's the the white hat to Putin's black hat in the drama. Right, they're on the same side. They're reading from the same script. They met in the locker room before the match and said, "Here's how it's going to go down." And and people say when I've when I've brought that up in you know polite company, people say, "You so you think Zelensky is just fine with his own people dying?" I'm like, well, obviously he is. I mean, he's the one who handed guns out to teenage girls, like that staged photo, and to untrained civilians, apparently. Well, what happens when you hand a civilian a gun when there's an invading force? That civilian stops being a civilian and becomes an enemy combatant. And so, of course, they're going to just get killed by trained soldiers, right? I don't really think the narrative that there's like this Minuteman uh, resistance of like Molotov cocktails taking out. Tanks. Entire entire columns of tanks. I don't really believe that. I think Russia's maybe just doing whatever they want over there. But again, I don't know. I have no way of knowing. We have no way of knowing what's really happening. We could we could all be we could have a bunch of mushroom clouds go off over cities here in the United States tomorrow, <laughs> and we would be dependent upon the corrupt corporate oligarchy controlled media news media to tell us who to hate, who it was that nuked us. And who we should go to war against. Right. So, but to, to swing this around is that we, I think we need to be, aware, be wary of the false, the, the, the false savior, the, the false uh, great awakening. We've heard this term, right? Yeah. Even, and Jeffrey Tucker mentions, he's like, there's a movement for freedom and, and then that's going to win. And it's like, yeah, I think there is a real genuine organic freedom movement happening in, in the U.S., in the U.S., and throughout the world, but it'll be co-opted. I think there, there, 
this is all part of the same. It's the false light, right? Son of the morning type light. Mm-hmm. That's well, gonna... it, it, son of the morning, just to be technically accurate, it's a title. It, Lucifer is not the only one that has the son of the morning. There, there, sure. there is uh, scriptural evidence that the the sons of the morning or the morning stars sang together and rejoiced when the when the creation was uh, enacted. So. But but high high level light like that coming from one who had that or has that type of ability. Well, the root of Lucifer is light, right? Lucifer Lu- means light bringer, light bearer, but that mm-hmm. could also be a light taker away, somebody who takes it. Right. A, a light mover. So it's, Lucifer's not necessarily a bad title either, but the point is he he's a being of great light. I just want to right. make sure that we don't associate, uh, and this is just my own personal idiosyncrasies here, but I just want to make sure the listeners don't just associate Morning Star or Son of the Morning with bad people because sure. that, that's a title that Christ would hold, right? The, being of the, the same quality. The, right, but we also have false light, and that, that's what I'm getting at. Not, yeah, <laughs> but not, not just... Uh, false light but you have a very high l- amount of truth that gets mixed in there to to take it the right. wrong direction right right and so what i what i think a scenario that could play out is that somebody maybe it's one one person right maybe it's a, a movement presents itself as the solution to all of this and says we will we will we are going to fix the the world all we have to do is uh implement this global currency or suspend the uh, national constitutions and adopt the world constitution. But look, the world constitution is based on the U.S. constitution, so it's going to be fine. And everyone says, yeah, yeah, all hail the new king. And we're, we're just like that under the guise of freedom and liberty and, and human rights. We're slaves forever. Uh, I'm simplifying things, but I think that I think that there is this is that that old dialect, right? The problem and the solution. Well, the solution isn't meant to fix the problem. The problem was created in order to implement the solution, right? And I think that problem, might... problem introduced, reaction caused, solution proposed, right? And I think we might be entering into the solution proposed phase in all of this i feel like we're still going to go through the the problem phase for a while maybe like the problem has been introduced and i think that there's a lot more death and destruction that and it, the, the p- part that's killing me is this grinds so slowly it does because look at they they're they're very patient in their um in their movements and when you say ukraine is is scripted remember there's a it's a very nuanced effort playing out over decades they they had many different countries that they've tried to destabilize that this this situation could play out in. It doesn't doesn't mean that everybody has their watches synchronized. It doesn't right. mean that Vladimir Putin doesn't want control and that he's just somehow going to give up his No, this is a this is a uh, a more fluid nuanced situation than just oh it was a it was a movie script that's an anal- an analogy an analog that you're making there right and and when you t- say this in polite conversation people can't understand that they don't recognize that you don't believe that that Vladimir Putin's not mind controlled or Zelensky's not mind controlled or they're you know 
when you said they had drinks together afterwards, it's not, you know, or that they get together in the locker room beforehand. That's not, not don't take that literal. Yeah, it's not necessarily literal, although (laughs) you never know. But yeah, you really don't. But I've kind of, I've seen some speculation that like, the reason Putin's a bad guy in this is because he's going against the the overlords at the WEF, and I just thought, well, maybe, but it, it, he might just be playing the the bad guy, knowing that's his role. Yeah, and and look, people get hung out to dry. There there were a lot of members of the British royal family who were friends with Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. I mean, they the thing is, not everybody gets the full script. Every, people get the role that they're supposed to play. And then they get momentum along those lines and they get funding for that cause. And that, that was one thing when I brought up money earlier before we, were ta- before we started recording, that was kind of one thing I wanted to talk about because we, we have this, um, in conservative America, you sort of have this idea that capitalism is good and all other forms of economy economies are bad, like socialism is bad, communism is bad. Uh, I I don't want to say that I think capitalism is good because I think what I want to say is that free markets are good. Freedom is good, but that's different than capitalism. Capitalism is a philosophy where you take capital and invest it. So you use money as leverage to invest and then you get returns on the money. Well, where does the money come from? That's the question here. See, that's at the that's at the heart of everything of this thing, this thing that's going on is the money. Because the money is controlled. The people who get the money first get the gains. They they become fantastically wealthy. Right? We don't even know who those people are, but they are the ones that milk the system to their benefit and move nations and causes because they're able to buy those nations and causes. Isn't there an interesting um, correlation here to the Mormon temple ceremony where, you know, the bad guy, Satan, is being cast out and he says, well... You know, you're you're creating this situation of enmity or or hate or or conflict. I'm going to use that enmity, and I'll buy up. I'll, I'll take gold and silver and and buy up armies and navies and false priests who oppress and tyrants who destroy and reign with blood and horror upon the earth. I'll buy up armies, navies, pharmaceutical companies, governments, institutions, churches, nations, uh, intelligence apparatus. Technology, and technology, and I'll reign with blood and horror upon the earth. Uh, there's also a, a, another episode where the, the the messengers come in disguise, right? The true messengers come, and they're they're asked, "Well, have he says, do you have any tokens or signs? How how, how am I going to know if you're true messengers? Do you, well, do you have any tokens or signs?" and the bad guy, Satan, interjects and he says, well, do you have any money? And, and so the one messenger says, well, we have sufficient for our needs. And he says back to him, Satan says, well, you can buy anything in this world with money. <clears throat> now, that's, that's true. Because he says you can buy anything in this world with money. And I've had this argument with close family members and friends 
what is what does that mean? Can you purchase the government of the United States with money, Bobby? Yes or no? Yes. A resounding yes. <laughs> of course you can. That's in this world, and it's anything you can buy it with money. You can buy the government of Utah. You can buy your city government. It's for sale almost openly. I mean, Gary Herbert called himself Available Jones, which is was like a reference to a comic book character, wasn't it? Who would do anything for a a dollar or a hamburger or something? Yeah, is that from uh, like I can't Ar- Archie or something? But yeah, yeah, these guys are these politicians are for sale, and not just the politicians, but the the real power of the U.S. government is not the elected officials; it's the entrenched, unelected bureaucrats that none of us know in the intelligence agencies, the regulatory agencies, the those uh, that control the money. One of the reasons right. people are up in arms and, about the coronavirus emergency getting not getting any more funding is that you know that this that the emergency effort or the emergency designation is starting to expire it's not getting renewed is that that cuts off the money train so why do you, where do you think all these billboards came telling you to mask up that vaccines are safe and effective that's government money that's your money that's right. or or illusory printed money borrowed money whatever you want to call it being used against you I need in, a, find, in a mind war i need to find a quote from the salt lake mayor um, While you're looking for that, I'm just I want to I, I want to yeah keep going. Put the exclamation point on this comment that that's capitalism. That money moves people and nations. Humanity itself, the people of the earth, are the very greatest resource upon the earth, and they are seen as an exploitable resource by the oligarchy. And the oligarchy uses money to control that resource and the most money is spent to control the minds of the people so that they will do what the oligarchy wants. Right. That statement, everybody in the world needs to hear and think about what I just said. I don't think I've ever heard it seen or put so plainly, but you would have, you would get all kinds of pushback from you know your traditional Americans who say, well, no, we have a democracy. We vote for things, right? But we don't. Uh, Edward Bernays was uh, a bureaucrat slash <clears throat> businessman back in the early 1900s. He was um, in charge of what we call the CPI, not the Consumer Price Index, but the Committee for Public Information. It was a government agency that was put together around the time of the First World War to control information about the war. Did you know that? As early as the 1900s, we had, I'm asking the listeners, you know, that we had a Committee for Public Information that far back. Yes, we did. And Bernays wrote the book Propaganda. And the book Propaganda is really interesting because uh, there's this amazing quote. I haven't read the whole book, but um, I've read snippets from it. And it's more of a marketing... I'd say it's more of a a marketing read, you know, it's about, it doesn't really talk about the nefarious aspects of and the overarching big picture. But this quote here is, um, it's really important. He says, 
The conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democratic society. I would say it's the most important element in democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. There you go. Bernays gets it. 1928. In fact, he was involved in being that ruling power. Noam Chomsky, who's kind of a went off his rocker here on the coronavirus stuff. Bernays' honest and practical manual provides much insight in some of the most powerful and influential institutions of contemporary industrial state capitalist democracies. That's his book review. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're being manipulated for uh, constantly, constantly from government advertisers, etc. And the question is, you have to ask yourself is, what am I being manipulated to do, to think, to say? to act and then back up, take a step back and say, is this really how I want to act? Or or is this really what I want to think? Is this really what I want to say? And most of the time, I think when you step back and kind of see it for what it is and think about like, is this who I am? Is this what I want to be? You more often than not, I think you find yourself saying, no, I'm not going to do this just because I'm being told to do it by the guy on the TV or the uh, internet or whatever. Uh, we've got to learn to think and see these things for ourselves and then to act critically. Mm-hmm. Not Critically doesn't mean negatively, but to, to use our brains and to, to see. Right, right now, we're literally being told to deny things we see with our very eyes. Right. And, th- and this is an economic... This, the this, what is this? It is right. an economic issue, I think. Because the economy or the system, the thing that we're the thing that we're involved in here, this is a this is the Babylon system, requires that you use money to exist. If you don't, you know, you're either paying property taxes by paying your landlord your rent, or you're paying it on your home and everything, and then you pay you have to pay for insurance and you have to pay for the utility bills and all of that stuff. And so, your life is denominated in a currency. And that currency is controlled by an oligarchy. And the, the oligarchy runs what we'd call the bank or the central bank or, or the banks that surround that central bank. And those banks want you to borrow money. Some of you out there might be free of debt in a lot of ways, but you don't realize you're still financing. You're using leverage every day when you use your credit card. That is, a, that is a, essentially an ad hoc lending service that allows you to borrow against the future. And when, when we borrow for things, what we do is we create automatic, automatic inflation. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So part of the this, part of the this is the destruction of our monetary system through inflation. And I'm not willing to jump on the inflation bandwagon fully just yet because the banks have a historical propensity to go through the boom and bust cycle artificially where they will create inflation and then they'll create recession and cause people to lose their homes and their uh, property because they've, they've financed all of these things and then they can't pay for them when the, the money supply tightens up and someone with money comes in and buys them up for pennies on the dollar this happened in, most dramatically in 2008 during the housing crisis. That's what most people remember. But that, that was only one evidence of the cycle 
you know, occurring in a, in a really dramatic fashion for sure. But it happens all the time where every 10 years, every eight, five, nine, 13, 15 years, whatever, this cycle has been going on artificially since the inception of the Federal Reserve in 1913. And the Great Depression was perhaps the most significant tightening period where nobody had any money and prices were low. And then the war comes in and then prices go high because there's scarcity of resources and, and the people were asked to sacrifice for the war, right? right. There's, you need to sacrifice so we can do this. The war created excess. The government stopped regulating. It wasn't, it wasn't that the depression ended with the war. It, the depression ended when the war ended and the regulations ceased. And the government right. and, and FDR had passed away. He had died. And the appetite of the public was um, very low to have those type of um, Great Depression era interventions going mm -hmm. on. And so we had a, a, a golden age in America in the 50s and 60s because of that lack of regulation and all the GIs returning. We'd won the war. You know, that we, had, we had imposed <clears throat> the American dollar around the world. We were the kings of the world. This is about economy. The reason I'm bringing this up is it's about economy. Think about the bigger picture here and how you're involved in it and how you, you are <coughs> essentially a slave to it. If you, don't, if you do not acquire what is called a Federal Reserve note, you cannot pay your taxes. You cannot pay your, your property tax. You won't be able to keep your home. You won't be able to um, do anything. purchase insurance. And, and all of this money is lent to you. They want to lend it to you. And by lending it, it causes the prices to go up because it creates greater demand for a shrinking, for a, an already finite supply. And, you know, we can debate all day long what's good or what's bad. It's if, if you have a, a loosely regulated or a laissez-faire type of an economy, the idea is that people will take what money they get out of the system because it has to start somewhere and they will invest it and create more supply, which will bring prices to an equilibrium. But so what happens when in the course of say 18 months or two years, you print $10 trillion and dump it into the economy? But see, it's not just printed with the fractional reserve <clears throat> banking mechanism every dollar is multiplied as it gets deposited and then relent out the bank the bank takes your $100 it only is required to keep 10 of it on reserve this is just an example it's not accurate but it's required to keep 10 of it on reserve and then the 90 can be lent out to somebody else and this it remember your credit card is an ad hoc lending mechanism it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be through a bunch of auto loans or or cash advances mm -hmm. or home equity lines okay these banks, everybody, every, any bank, I, I don't care where you bank, what credit union you're at, walk in there and tell me if they do not offer a credit card to you. Okay. Everybody's offering credit cards. They want you, you to get, get your credit card. You get a credit, credit card. card from the car wash. So this happens, this happens instantaneously uh, because there's a lending mechanism behind it. And if they're a Federal Reserve backed bank or an NC, a National Credit Union Association, NCUA credit union, they have the legal right to fractionally lend so they keep ten dollars on reserve out of your hundred they lend out 90 that gets deposited in someone else's account they can take uh 81 dollars of that and lend it out and keep nine that happens so uh, every dollar is multiplied you know many fold into uh, 
a massive amount of liquidity that ends up in the system. And so that's how the Federal Reserve Bank, by increasing interest rates, can cause people to borrow less and immediately shrink or, or quickly shrink the amount of liquidity or money in the system, which causes, it should cause prices to come down and people to stop spending. So they're artificially fiddling with this. Over, uh, on their face, they say that it's for our own good, mm -hmm. but... It always is. Yeah, but but they but they are pulling the levers and they get to reap the benefits. They who's they? Well, the oligarchy. Yeah, the people who don't have to eat lentils. The people, yeah, <laughs> the people who own the banks. That's the true ruling power of the country. They own the they own the banks. They own the media. They own the, the politicians. They own. They think they own you. They think well, that they, you are their resource to exploit. They own the militaries. They fund both sides of these wars. That was our very first episode. I think we talked about. Funding both sides of the war. Mm -hmm. I think that's happening now. Who, re I, who, who rebuilt Russia after communism? Who, where did those Russian oligarchs get the money to buy all the state apparatus? Western probably, banks. Probably from um, owning McDonald's franchises. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they were just franchisees. They were <laughs> good, hardworking hard Americans. <laughs> Well, I, and I think part of the bigger picture here is what better way to collapse economies than have a, a, a world war or what can be perceived or have the effects of a world war. I don't even know if they'll need to have a traditional, you know, World War I, World War II style war with this, with this Russian Ukraine, because they can, they can implement sanctions. They can, they can also just say, oh, we narrowly avoided nuclear war with our new economy that uh, you're going to own nothing and no, be I happy. Think, I think they're going to collapse it because... They could collapse Russia. But they're not, they're not collapsing it with... No, I think they're going to collapse the U.S. I, I agree, but it's not going to be... It's going to be a, an economic collapse. No, I think it's going to be fighting in the streets, but maybe not maybe. this year. But see, here's the thing. This is a Ponzi scheme, right? You, you would agree with mm -hmm. me that the, the money system is a Ponzi scheme. The lending system is a Ponzi scheme because you're borrowing money, you're causing inflation, and that means you have to borrow more money just on a macro level, right? You have to borrow more money to pay for the goods and services and pay off the interest and everything, right? So, so it's, an, it's an inflationary uh, scheme that it has to go exponential or hyperbolic or whatever, you know, logarithmic. It has right. to, it, it starts on a gradual slope and then it slowly turns a corner and then you have this massive, these, these, these hockey stick type of spikes. That's a, isn't it a logarithmic function? Are you, you the math expert here? We need a math expert. No, I don't even know on, what math mean. I don't, I think, I think I'd maybe call it exponential Log, logarithmic. Let's, let's see, let's get this right. While you're getting that right, I don't want to leave our readers hanging. To, to hammer home the point, uh, Jenny Wilson is the Salt Lake County mayor, because Salt Lake County has a mayor and Salt Lake City has a mayor. I wonder if they ever get mad at each other. It's an exponential curve. It, it starts right. low and it starts to hockey stick. But she said, this was back in October, and she said, we still feel we're in an emergency. And then the Are we talking about coronavirus? Yeah. We still feel... Hold on a second, Jenny. That's not the narrative we're talking anymore. No, this was back in October. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry. But I, I'm making the point about the, the funding and the emergencies. And then, and then the, the article says, while Utah's COVID-19 case rates continue to plateau, Wilson said that the county continues to face difficulties recovering financially and drawing events to the area. 
The emergency proclamation allows the county to draw more federal funding for recovery efforts. Then she says, so the sooner we can get beyond COVID, the sooner we can use the funding for other purposes. <laughs> but the problem is they're using the, f- the funding to perpetuate the fear of COVID. Right. So the, 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 f- the funding funds the emergency that allows the funding to fund the emergency. It's a death loop. I don't know that that was, you know, six months ago. I don't know if she's lifted the emergency order yet. But Utah, G- Governor Herbert loved him. He loved they him all love states of emergencies. Yeah. Well, that's you know, the, every that's summer the we are in a, we the, are in a drought emergency. It, it's like it's like if you can convince people that there's an emergency, you can convince them to take measures they wouldn't normally take. So they just throw caution to the wind. It's like, oh, it's an emergency. Buy everything. That's and that's that's part of the inflation problem is that everybody remembers the shortages from early 2020. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, things are getting a little bit better. And I kind of see how this game is played. So. If, I, if I'm concerned that I can't get it, I don't care what it costs, buy it now because you might not be able to get it in the future. Right. And if you have to buy it on credit, you, you buy it on credit. Right. So because you still need it. And, and, and you're, you're right. Like the, I think the Ponzi scheme is starting to collapse because it's an unsustainable system. And I think the elites, the bankers, understand exactly. that. And so They've they're been bringing planning for it, and that's the this. They're bringing, that's why I bring all this up. That's right. the this. They're bringing the system down. It's a controlled demolition. Yeah. that might and, lose some of their control. And part, and it's a very complicated this. And we were talking before the um, the podcast about traveling. We were talking about like the the effect of the baby boomers on some of our favorite national parks and and uh, locales around the world. It's like, it's not just the baby boomers, but travel vloggers and the children of the baby boomers. We've, just, we've got a lot of people, right? And instead of doing things like building extra parking lots at Yellowstone, they try to tell you, you know, for the sake of the climate, don't, don't come, <laughs> you know, don't, yeah. don't visit, don't stop and look at the wildlife. We, we, can't, we can't improve this for future generations. We have to limit access. We're going to do a lottery system or we're going to, we're going to, uh, shorten your experience so that you you can only come and visit these little things on a you have to get a you have to get a certain ticket to get into the national park and right or to go on this road or whatever and and not everybody can do that and oh i'm sorry you can't come today sir you know it's not like it's not free like it used to be where you just drive up and 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 come in and so we're seeing a lot of the the world being sort of overrun by the baby boomers and the baby boomers are are shifting from a a net positive, a net production positive in the economy to a withdrawal thing. They want to start taking their money out of the stock market, out of their 401ks, out of their pensions. They want to spend that money. They want to retire. But because of the laws of supply and demand, when they start to draw that out of the stock market, it crashes the stock market because prices start going down. If everybody tries to sell at the same time, the prices have to come down, right? I, nobody explained this to them when they convinced them all to get in at the same time, that, they, that there was a massive amount of those guys that were all going to want to withdraw at the same time. And so, demogra- we have, you, the, again, this economic thing is very complicated. There's a lot of balls up in the air, but it seems to be that, that, that the situation we have, um, that we are encountering, that we're living through right now, is largely affected by that bell curve precipitated by the last world war 
right? Mm-hmm. We've talked we've talked <clears throat> about the turnings, right? We, didn't we do a whole episode on uh, I think the fourth did. turning, Strauss and Howe right. and those guys, and and this idea that there's a cyclical uh, societal economic thing that plays out. It's even in the Book of Mormon. <laughs> right. They call it the Pride Cycle. Um, but but this Ponzi scheme is coming to a close, and the elites are, as you astutely pointed out, they're very aware of it. So what do they do? They foment a, appropriate. Pro, they they foment problems that are appropriate to their desires mm-hmm. that will affect an outcome conducive with their desires. Right. Right. Which is and their desire is yeah, and and how you know, Joe Biden, Joe Biden's White House. I should say. I don't know. Joe Biden has anything to do with any of this, but they they officially are. It's a really good point. He might just literally be a smokescreen. Oh, I think he is. I mean, I he gets up like and a sideshow. He says things, but he's he's obviously not the guy doing the the planning. <laughs> One more. Oh no! Nope. Did you lose it? Second one was false alarm. Oh uh, well, bless you anyway. But. <laughs> Um, his, the the White House released a statement saying that they're exploring the uh, viability of a digital dollar. Yeah, and the I, I'm going to pound the table about it every week because I I think that's part of the grand design. Get the CBDC, the central bank digital currency, going, and then uh, instead of just Bloomberg saying, "Hey, don't buy in bulk and eat lentils," uh, you won't be allowed to buy in bulk. And you'll only be able to buy lentils because your right, controlled your currency dollar. will only be authorized for lentils. Yeah, your digital dollar wallet becomes a ration card. Exactly. We brought this up before on the program too. How many of you remember ration cards? Nobody, because nobody's alive from the 40s. Right. Go and, If you can, find, a, find somebody that was alive then. Ask them if they enjoyed ration cards. Yeah, I mean, and bread, rationing. Bread lines are the most patriotic thing that we can do. We're so headed there, like at helter skelter pace. It's it's amazing. It's true. It's true. <laughs> okay, now we now that we've depressed all of you <laughs> and ourselves. I watched a video yesterday on YouTube of a guy out in the woods somewhere, and he built a little uh, a little survival shelter. He kind of dug, made a dugout in a hill, mm-hmm. and then with sticks that he cut off of you know branches of trees and stuff he built a little it looks like a little hobbit hut yeah and he had a little stove in there you know a little oven where he could cook things then the chimney he had a a little trap door we could stand up out of the roof but then also a regular door it was really small just something you would bug out in you know and sleep in but uh it was pretty cool it was all natural like he built it with sticks mud grass thinking this is a good idea no i i mean i but i but the thought crossed my mind like what would i do if i was out, you know on the you know had to just live in a in children a, and families are such liabilities <laughs> i had to just live in a in a situation like that where you could i build could i build a a, a shelter that could keep me alive during wet cold scenarios like could i do that just with what i have on me and what's available in the woods maybe Maybe. i probably could food's hard to come by yeah he had brought food with him but uh otherwise you know you'd have to go and fish or 
kill a deer or a pig or a or eat rabbit the, eat the grubs yeah or the lentils or the lentils but yeah whatever's there well it's a <clears throat> yeah this this thing is it's a difficult it's an awful situation it's an awful situation because the economy I think the people that have pulled the strings for many, many years, they believe they own it. It's their thing. Well, they a lot think of those, they deserve to, a lot, to change A lot of those it. people are getting old and are dying. And I think they want to they cement their legacy. They want to pass it on to their, their you know, uh, replacements. Well, in some cases, I think the replacements don't appreciate the need of st- stability, and they decide they're going to make a name for themselves. They, they decide they try to ride the tiger, right? They're going to... Mm-hmm. They're going to get on, and it, it, saying you're going to ride a tiger is one thing, but actually riding the tiger is a whole not an animal, as they say. Well, it's the same animal, just but you're riding oh, okay. it. Okay, it's the same. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, the, I think we've said a lot over the last six months or whatever that the next few weeks, the next few months, the next couple of years are going to be strange. I think, I think when... Coronavirus response, the lockdowns and everything changed the world forever, like 9-11 did. And we're never going back because the lockdowns and that kind of response are going to hang over our heads forever. Um, There's talk now about requiring publicly traded companies to report their ESG scores. I that's, think, like, that's like a credit score, a credit yeah, scoring to, system. You have to do, I think it's ESG. It's like a social credit score. It has to do with a... Uh, greenhouse again the climate cult is starting to come back environmental sustainability but that's that's uh for publicly traded companies there's a lot of big private companies out there right but um but the point is though it's like they're they're this this uh cult this yeah the climate cult this global mechanism of control is starting to be get a lot more bold and brave and loud and right so uh, they influence on a macro level things like the price of oil right because they say you know we're not we're going to have this massive um war against exxon or shell oil and we're going to attack their funding sources or we're going to defy them deny them funding and and get banks to deny them funding right because again everything is financed right that's the whole thing with capitalism is you've got to get capital and the best way to get capital is not to work hard for it over many years but to get a bank to lend it to you right and then you use it as leverage to operate and then before the loans are paid off you sell the company to somebody else and you walk away a millionaire billionaire depending on the company yeah 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 so uh, it's kind of mind-boggling to think about the this the the all the balls that are up in the air the totality of the economic system but we're in it we're in it and we are controlled by it and we also um have some responsibility to have an economy and and so that's why i think why we've we've tried to talk about you know what makes a good society many times here on this on this podcast and that's part of the discussion how does that society have an economy right now because we don't have sovereignty you've got to have some level of mechanism to acquire federal reserve notes to pay things like property taxes the Amish do, right? They have to pay, use dollars in some way, right? They can't just 
sit out on their sit out there on their farms and then have the Pennsylvania government repossess them because they didn't pay property taxes or do they? I don't know much about it. I think they have some interaction with, you know, the, the quote outside economy. They sell stuff, right? They They, sell goods and you know, their butter and milk. And I'm sure some of them have jobs like, you know, regular jobs. Well, yeah, there's different levels of Amish and Mennonites too. Some that have the the cell phones and some don't. I was in Philadelphia and in downtown Philadelphia, they have what's called the Reading Market. You've ever been there? No. It's an underground eatery and there's like 200 restaurants, just little booths basically. And all kinds of food. Real, it's really fun. You can get, you can get traditional Philly cheesesteaks. You can get, uh, <coughs> you can get, <coughs> you can get alligator gumbo. You can get like about three thousand different kinds of sandwiches. Like it's awesome, and it's packed and crowded, and there's all these smells. But I don't know if they're Amish or Mennonites, but there was a pretty good presence of them there and selling uh, sandwiches with like homemade style bread and. And they always mm-hmm. make make made great sandwiches. Oh yeah! So they're earning income that that way. You know, that's one example. That's my, that's my question: Is are they doing that because they have to pay property taxes? Is there some sort of a? Probably that's part of it, but also probably because it's it is adva- advantageous to have the currency that the rest of the world uses. Well, yeah, that's the thing. You're part of the economy, right? So in order to conduct business to to interact right. commercially you need some level of liquidity you need you can't right. you can't just or fung, fungibility i guess is it you, you you can't come up to people and be like okay yeah i'd like to see that movie here uh, i don't have 11 dollars but i've got four loaves of bread right the movie doesn't take yeah, your bread they they might take it and still turn you away <laughs> no food or drink no outside food or drink give right. me that exactly <laughs> You're right, and and I think I think we could there there is some potential, especially if it's a digitally controlled currency that uh, they can turn on and off and make sure you only buy certain things. Bartering's going to come back in that kind of environment, underground like black market bartering. I can come over and I can bring a maybe I have a gallon of milk that I got. Yeah, it, the government can't control bartering and they hate that. Right. And so they want to discourage it as much as possible. This is where the Bitcoin guys come in. They're like, well, no, we're not going to use dollars. We're going to use Bitcoin. Yeah. But the, the issue it, with Bitcoin though is it... It requires electricity. Right. First of all. Right. It requires access, access to the internet. And how do you... let let some Because right now, Bitcoin's value is tied up in regular dollars, Right. That's how they kind of they say. Oh, well, they denominated in dollars. Everything, but, everything's denominated in dollar value. But let's imagine that there's a situation <laughs> where I'm trying to buy something from you uh, on the black market with Bitcoin and not my GovCoin. How does that happen? How does that transaction? Take you know, place? I'm not well enough versed in it. I haven't, I haven't explored exactly how you would actually transfer your Bitcoin. It's got to make it into the ledger at some point. Right, and and that's what I'm saying. I don't know. The, I don't know what either. They call the blockchain. Like at least with cash, I can give you a one dollar bill, or I could give you a ten dollar bill, and you could give me nine back, assuming you have cash. Right? It's divisible, like physically div- divisible. So I I don't really know how Bitcoin would work in that kind of, kind of a situation. Well, but, if you have the computer mechanisms working, it's ultimately almost infinitely divisible. Right. It, it would be. If you have the computer, that's the thing. That's working. the big question. But you would have; they would have to give us electricity and devices if we were GovCoin based. 
Well, they'd love to. That they need the devices and the electricity to uh, to control you. So, I, I think the oligarchy. The, there's two. There's two competing problems here. There's the goals and the actions of the oligarchy, the secret combination, the the problems that they're fomenting, that are intent in that they are using to take greater control, right? And then that butts up against what I would call reality. <laughs> the fact that the people resist and that there are legitimate, realistic issues that they they can't just have that kind of control. They have to, you know, the system, their system breaks down in a lot of ways because that level of control is expensive, right? So they are, I think, will be unlikely to try to create scenarios where for example they don't have social media and where they don't have control of media and they're not always in your face and that requires electronics right to get to to broadcast the mind control messages and also those same electronics are the things they want to use to control us with social credit scoring and <clears throat> they money. could they could just put a tattoo on our arm like an idiocracy <laughs> or you just see you get a tattoo and that's you scan it to buy things. You scan it's your ID. Mm-hmm. You ever, you ever but see that, that still requires the scanner on the yeah, other end. Yeah, the scanner, but the scanners would be installed at places, right? You wouldn't have one. Meaning you don't need electricity, but they do. Yeah. But see, that that's the thing is I think that the reality is going to catch up with them and that by re- resistance by the common people and the the earthquakes in diverse places the catac- the natural cataclysms god preaching his sermons that their their hubris will be exposed our hubris will be exposed and that uh that system will break down in dramatic fashion maybe not in an i am legend or you know full on world war z <laughs> what what are some good apocalyptic movies um where the whole in, uh, James Wesley Rawls writes a book called Patriots, where the whole system collapses mm-hmm. and the electric grid goes down and everything. That would be the next level of warfare, right? If you didn't want to go nuclear, a really good, effective mechanism would be like EMP type warfare. Yeah, it, well, and this is what we did to the I mean, Iraqis. Our, car, our cars wouldn't work. The Americans did this to the Iraqis. You destroy their their infrastructure. We killed so many people via cholera. Um, yeah, disease but it was by, worth it. Was worth it. Madeline Albright said that millions of the children, the million, how many million of children? Half a million. Kill? Half I a million think. children. It was it was worth that it. was worth and that was the, in 1996 that she that said was that. worth that was uh, before all of the uh, second. Yeah. Iraq now war. I've got to find the video clip of I, Madeline Albright. I just saw it the other day, and I think I bookmarked it let me see if i can find the the quote at least but yeah you can look too and but i mean it, it's that's a, the thing nobody it, nobody in don't. the media talked about how we killed half a million iraqi children by through starvation and uh disease by destroying their public services infrastructures well and it also is an indicator that the people who run the show don't care. They well, don't care if you know, let, 500,000 let me, let me Iraqi rephrase. kids yeah, die. Let me, let me rephrase what you just said. It's an indicator that the people who run the show are just blatantly evil. Oh, yeah. I must have not uh Yeah, you didn't emphasize it, that the but, way I wanted. But no, they're, they, they don't care if you live or die. 
you're we're just fodder well but but uh, to take it even further they actually want you to die they right. want to have a holocaust a fiery sacrifice to their gods i uh, i wrote on twitter the other day that if we could lower gas house emissions by 0.03% if we just killed off 4 or 5 billion people it's worth it <laughs> but that's the that's you, their you wrote that on twitter <laughs> Yeah, that's their mentality. That's their thinking. Is like, there's no price too big for other people to pay. I think I also said that's something. A good way to put it. I also said something like, "Well, let me just see if I can find it." Because sometimes you just have to be sarcastic. Sometimes you just have to tweet. <laughs> it's true, but they don't. But it, 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 you can you can be humorous about it. You can make jokes about it. But they're evil people running the show, and they want death and destruction. They want your death and your destruction for their for their gain. Yeah. Well, while you're finding that, I, this I'm just telling you right now and the listeners, this is a discussion I want to continue to have. Is what makes a good society? How do we how do we create economy in the face of the fact that this the current economy really has us very well captured because of the dollar? Because you have to convert into dollars. I don't think it's Bitcoin that saves us. Bitcoin's interesting. It's it's becoming a valuable. Uh, financial asset, but how, how do we, how are we going to transact? What, what do we all have to do to escape it? Is it possible even? Because right. there's so, I don't know if we mentioned this on the program before, but I've heard tell of YouTubers who've decided, you know what, I want to make a ham sandwich from scratch, or I want to make a chair, or not a chair, but a something like take there i guess this is into youtube but there's a thought experiment about how, why don't you try to make a pencil yeah i pencil by leonard reed oh is it a it's an essay i think his name is leonard reed uh uh i think he wrote that for the he was i think if i remember right, he was an austrian economist type and yeah he was written a long time ago it's called i pencil and it just goes through all the different things that, have to have looks very simple but for you, a pencil to be created yeah it looks very simple but you wouldn't be able to do that and if you if you take all the people you know and said hey let's all divide up you'd still have a hard time making a pencil because of the natural resources that are in, involved in the i think it was a youtuber that decided he was and i have never seen this i've just heard of it but he was going to make a ham sandwich from scratch so he wanted to grow the grain grind the grain grow the pig feed the pig he wanted to have mayo he wanted to have mustard you know, lettuce. So mm -hmm. the, the, it took him months and right. months to try to get a hand sa ham sandwich that he had made entirely by himself. Right. Well, I, well anyway, back to your well, tweet. I said I'm 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 willing to sacrifice anything for Twitter clout as long as that sacrifice is made by other people. And that's the mentality of these sociopaths. They're willing to sacrifice anything for for power and gain mm -hmm. and money as long as as long as it's your sacrifice our sacrifice right i can promise you that the elites the oligarchy the combination isn't sitting down to a bowl of lentils right they expect <laughs> you to do that you you know you're supposed to do that no them. they are not they're important they're top men you know, Spencer Cox and Gary Herbert and Angela Dunn and all the other governors and presidents and politicians didn't miss a paycheck in 2020. They didn't get a pay cut. They weren't deemed unessential. They don't put their pants on one leg at a time like everybody else. Their butler puts their pants on for them. <laughs>
I mean, that's this. <laughs> no, seriously, that's the types of people who are right. They, they but they, but you, you know, don't think about it. How pe- there are literally are people out there that have servants. I know, I know, and then the, and the people who don't, the politicians who don't expect us to be the servants. Yeah, and then they say, "But I am yet your humble public servant." Oh, you are. You're serving us for two hundred eighty thousand dollars a year. That's pretty good service. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's below the Bloomberg lentil line. <clears throat> Should we call it the lentil line? Yeah, the Bloomberg lentil line. So I guess Spencer Cox, you're probably eating lentils. His his, his salary as governor's in the twos somewhere. Yeah, he needs to eat the lentils. Fau- because- Fauci's over the lentil line. And what, he's driving from uh, San Pete Valley, Fairfield, right? No, he, he he apparently lives at the governor's mansion, which we pay for full time now. I think. Oh, he got too Except much it's, fallout. It's on the from... week. It's only on the weekends that he needs to feel the soil and soul of the state down at his. Is it house. Fairfield or Fairview? Fairview. Sorry, I should know that. But okay, so he's always been living there. When he was lieutenant governor, he lived there full time. Would drive every day. Now, as governor, he's in the governor's mansion. He's living in the governor's mansion. We literally call it that. He's living at the governor's mansion on weekdays, and then on weekends, according to what he said during all of that that controversy. Does the, does does the state of Utah pay for his gas? I got to think, of course they do. Well, I mean, roundabout they do. They pay for he everything ha- he does because he has to be able to connect with the soil and the and the soul. Yeah, so and that's why they spent 500k or 300k or whatever it is building and improving his personal residence. So with fringe benefits, he's probably above the lentil line. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. That's just the way it works, folks. It's a big club and you You're ain't not in, in it. it. If you are in it, we'd like to talk to you on our show live. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> in person so you can't hang up the Zoom call when we ask you a hard question. Do you even want to talk to these people, really? Wouldn't that be fun, though, to have Spencer Cox on? No, I don't. That's, that's, you wouldn't want to I see him anxiety. try to answer real questions? Well, no. Have you, do, do you enjoy that, though? Like uh, talking to people who are just diametrically opposed to you in an, in an existential sense? Enjoy, maybe not the right word, but he's someone who I needs, think the somebody needs to hold him accountable. I just I kind of want to run the other way. It's What's like, the first question you would ask Spencer Cox if he was sitting right here? WTF? <laughs> That's what I would ask. I think I would like to know what happened behind closed doors on March twelfth, two thousand twenty. Did you guys just poop your pants and panic? Did anybody do a cost analysis, cost benefit analysis on lockdowns? Did anybody? Bring up any concerns. Now he could just lie and say, oh yeah, of course. I would ask, yeah, I would ask him um, that I want the full history. You need to tell us plainly um, how how much you're manipulating the elections in Utah, especially as lieutenant governor. You, you, you oversaw the elections. How dare you? And um, I, want, I want him to talk about Bruce Funk, the Emory County commissioner who was run out of town for exposing the flaws in the Diebold voting machines in 2006, mm-hmm. who I've met personally. This is a good guy, a good grandfatherly type of person who was the county recorder in Emory County. 
and but, because he exposed the flaws in the electronic voting machines. Now, remember, the, the these things are all set up through crises, right? Like right. the Bush-Gore crisis election. Right. Um, well, he would just say, Cox would just say, well, I wasn't involved in that in 2006. No, but he knows the history of it. And he and he's he's operating, He, he as lieutenant governor, he was presiding over the mechanism for many years. The well, point is... Right. He presided over his own election. <clears throat> Absolutely. And, well, I mean, if that's not a conflict of interest, what is? He was lieutenant governor running for governor in 2020 and in charge of the elections. Yeah. So the point, the point I'm trying to make is that, well, there's a lot of points I'm trying to make. But first of all, paper ballots are riddled with problems. Okay. Well, all, all elections are going to be subject to problems. But electronic voting is a million times worse. Because well, there's no paper trail. There's no paper trail. trail. There's... There's a lot less, but it's so much easier to manipulate. I mentioned bots last week. This video game, a lot, a lot less bots. robustness to the whole thing. If 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 you can have bots that auto play a pretty complex video game, you can have bots that flood social media, that flood electronic voting systems, that flood financial systems. I mean, way you can get really complex with that. I'd also ask him, I would say, okay, great. Since you didn't answer the first question we asked, um, how much money did the state of Utah take from the Rockefeller Foundation under the what was called the Interstate Testing Exchange, and what was the money used for? Because that's something that mm-hmm. Utah was an early adopter on, something called the Interta- Interstate Testing Exchange, which is the COVID testing program, fully funded by the Rockefeller Foundation. But the money, we never, there was never any transparency. We don't know how much money. We don't know what it was used for. Were there strings attached? Why did Gary Herbert go for that? Yeah. There's a lot of questions. It'd be nice to know who his mentors are. Like, who are, who are your real mentors? Mm-hmm. Uh, who are your biggest com- campaign contributors? And, you know, what promises have been made to you in the, for the long term to behave right. the way you're behaving? Right. He wouldn't answer any of those questions. No, that, but it would be great to see him squirm. I don't think, we, yeah, we'd be shot dead by his security guards or something for <laughs> act. You know, you can't ask the governor that question. I wouldn't let the, da, secur- da, the security guards wouldn't be allowed here in the recording bunker. Right. <laughs> so, so we have this. Uh, he wouldn't fa- do it. Fantasy. Uh, <laughs> But that, that's the kind of cowardice that he possesses. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't sit down with people he knew were uh, oppo- an opposition to him. Well, none he of them wouldn't would. do it. None of them would. I mean, you try to get Mitt Romney on a conversation in an airport, and it's like, off with your head. Yeah, you know? they, they don't do it. They're cowards. Depart from me, peasant. And that's why we see one of the reasons we see so much censorship right now. There, there is... A, a legitimate mind virus amongst the elite. I don't know that all of them really recognize or understand their the the their level of involvement in this uh, the system. There's true believers, right? And the question that that may be a good question for Spencer Cox. We could figure out if he's like a true believer. Like I think he's a true believer. That that means he's probably not been promised as much as we think overtly he's, well i just that don't means that i he think th- he's, he thinks he's eager to please and therefore he's going to earn a spot at the he, table he is desperate desperate to, be to earn a in spot the big there. in the club he is desperate 
and and I I think he I mean he, I think he's a true believer in the woke religion. I think he's a, you know he, he's twice now said he's going to veto bills that would protect women's and girls sports here in the state. And I think that's just him just showing his desperation to be part of the cool club. And the cool club right now says that trans women are women. Well that that's another thing we haven't mentioned which is kind of interesting. You had time no, not time. USA Today this week, past week, gave uh, its Woman of the Year award to a man. To Rachel, what's her face? No, Ra- Richard is his name. Right. Former she name. goes by Rachel. No, he goes by Rachel. I, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Sorry, Bobby. I don't he, mean to be re- he, really she, abrasive to he, you. He, she, it was the, uh, had something to do with Philadelphia well, public health, does the right? Man, do, do, has the man had a sex change operation or does he I still have I don't know. I have no idea on that case but that person chromosome that person was something to do with philadelphia or pennsylvania public health and then was tagged by the biden administration to be the one of the under secretaries of health hhs or whatever it's like the poster child for absurdity because the guy if you're gonna call him a woman it's the ugliest woman on record (laughs) ever in the history of humanity and then the babylon b was suspended by twitter for giving the same person their man of the year (laughs) award (laughs) and they were suspended for being hateful but but it it isn't it isn't the pinnacle of absurdity because then right now you also have that male swimmer who won the who's dominating in women's sports he's the national champion right and he isn't he he i think the only thing he's done is maybe some estrogen therapy or, what is he he's like uh, 6 inches taller than all of them his huge. shoulders are like 8 feet wide he beat um, the okay, three the, not 8 feet 2 the, feet the three women he beat in the 500 free final uh, are all olympians and uh, olympic medalists they're not just some he's not just beating up on scrubs he's beating up on the best swimmers in the country and he's Apparently, I, I apparently he's holding back so that he yeah, doesn't win by too large a margin. He uh, apparently, and I take these numbers for what they're worth, but it, the the winning time he had in the five hundred was significantly slower than, than, his personal than he swam when he was fifteen years old. Not even his PR, just what he. Oh really? He, yeah, he was faster as a fifteen-year-old kid than than he was in that winning heat, that that national title winning. I think he's going to get a big payday from Adidas or Nike or something, and then he'll fade into the background, and then he probably will live the rest of his life as a man again. So this is a calculating effort for money? Yeah, and and, and I huh, think he's, a, he's an probably being thought. manipulated by important, powerful people saying, look, this is what you're going to do, and uh, you're going to be a celebrity for it, you're going to get a lot of criticism for it, we'll make you rich. And then wh- when you're done with college, which I don't know if he's a senior or what, but when you're done, you'll go away, and then you can go back to being William. What does it take to be a true believer in that? Because that is, in my opinion... It takes a, men- an, an incredible a mental illness. Mental, yeah, it's lapse. a mental illness. And I think there's... I so, think- so Spencer Cox has a mental illness. People, people that I know... Who are championing that? That's a men- they're mentally. Ill. I, I think I think so. I mean, it, it, it's I, I that's can, a, that's I a can, pretty bold. I, well, accusation let me let me there. let me let me kind of caveat that. I think that I think that it's there's you can be sympathetic to somebody who wants to live their life as a woman, a man who wants to live out their life as a woman. I think you can say 
okay, that's your decision. That's the way you want to live your life. I'm not going to get in your way. If uh, someone accidentally calls you, sir, I don't think you need to be angry about that. Yeah, we're not going to make any laws <laughs> against those people. But because, because like, I mean, cross-dressers and that sort of thing. I mean, RuPaul's been around forever, right? You remember that person? Yes. I mean, that, that's been around for a long time. But the difference now is that we're being, it just, it's just like same-sex argument, right? It was around, it's been around forever, and we kind of say, well, that's the way you want to live your life. But then they started saying, no, no, it's not good enough just to say, just to tolerate it. Now you have to embrace it. And so that's happening with the transgender thing, and, and the sports are a good canary in the coal mine, saying if you don't support this male destroying women in sports, then you are a transphobe and a hateful bigot. Right, but which the, pro- is the problem ab- is they, they want to use the laws, the hate crime laws, they want to use that to penalize people who speak out against it. Right, which is why a lot of his competitors have remained silent, because they're afraid of getting suspended. The, really, the most powerful thing that could have happened is the gun goes off and, and nobody only him jumps in the pool. And yeah. all those women stand there and say, we're, we've had enough this of this. This is silly. This is enough. And unfortunately, that hasn't happened. But again, we're talking about kids. College athletes are kids. Some of them are 18, 19 years old. They're teenagers. Some of them are a little older, but they're still young kids. Well, they're very influenceable, like, right? Like if, if some... <clears throat> If some woman, young woman from a prestigious university were to just stand there and flip the bird at him as he jumps in, she'd be suspended immediately by right. the university because the universities are funded by the, the same well, they're, oligarchy. They're, they're the, and, and, and in a lot of cases, they're the absurdity. ground zero of all of this. It's yeah, where yeah they are the ground zero. It's really the only place where it's given, it's given legitimate thought, that and the governments. It's, it's the only place where these types of things are given legitimacy. Well, it's, it's a good... This is a good um, place that I think we've arrived, and and to have this happening this week I think is important because this particular issue illustrates like I mean I I want to say the the blatant reality of it all the just the stark absurd reality of it all because it's so obvious I mean but but yet you can you still have people out there say like a a Western governor of the state we're in, or you know, there's still people that would would like may, try to make an argument and 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 literally think that you're a bigot because you're concerned that a man who has male genitalia is winning the women's sporting events. Right. What we're, we're advocating for is li- literal like men mm-hmm. beating up women. But it's, it's not about men being. I think this is just the the destruction of the mind. Like if right. you, oh, of course, th- you you've got to get the public to believe something this absurd because then you can dest- They're completely, utterly destroyed, and you right. can do whatever you want to them, and they will not. And re- that's ha- rebel. That's, that's happening. They will not rebel. <laughs> that's, that's happening right in front of our eyes. I mean, South Park had a episode where Macho Man Randy Savage uh, was in the competing in the women's strong the world's strongest women competition and just beats up everybody that people are are juxtaposing that podium picture with macho man or or somebody that's meant to be look like the macho man on a top podium with two beat up women next to him yeah they're juxtaposing that or putting it side by side with the podium of this guy Mm -hmm. with the women on his right and left or swimmer the swimmer and it's like make south park 
uh, satire again. Now, how long ago was that episode? I don't know. Well, I don't know. We could look it it's up. It's pretty prophetic. I think it's probably a couple years old at least. But, but yeah, you're right. That, that it's all part of the mind game that's being played to make us the, um, stupid and to make us to believe the dumbest things. Yeah, I mean, think about the amount of money two required. Is five. But think about the amount of money that's had to go into this over the, the last few years to get people to really believe it. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot of effort, but the, a lot of, a lot of money that could have saved starving children that could have helped clean up. But again, uh, they, you think in the a people, responsible the way the environment, the people orchestrating that don't care. They don't care if kids die. Well, that's, that's, they don't care about women's sports. It proves our point that it's about a war. It's a war for your mind. Right. It's a war to they destroy wa- your mind and control your mind. It, the 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 hard set the hard sell is that the public isn't buying the transgender sports arguments. They they're seeing with their own eyes how absurd it is. They're seeing teenage boys set women's track records in what was that Connecticut. They're seeing this Thomas kid destroy his competition. They're seeing you know what's her name Richard Rachel. Levine or whatever the guy's name is, yeah. be uh, be honored as woman of the year for what accomplishments I'm not sure. Other than he grew his hair out and wears a dress. I mean, it's a man. Your society's destroyed. It's a man, and and it uh, <laughs> right. It, it, it's literally like there's it's a, not a it's, man it's you a, want to talk. It's to. a different version of the four lights or two plus two is five situation. Yeah, and people are. People are believing it. People are repeating it. Trans women are women. That's this, it's this phrase, right? Trans women are women. We don't see a lot of it going the other way. I don't see any girls transitioning to men who are competing in men's sports. No, I mean, it's, the, it's an anti-woman thing, yeah. Yeah, the pinnacle of modern feminism is men pretending to be women, taking opportunities from Away women. Away from women. That's the, 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 that's the conclusion of feminism. Well, I worry that this pendulum is going to swing back hard the other way and that we're going to have a bunch of red-blooded American boys hating Russia and hating, you know, with a, with a, a righteous indignation style well, Republican FDR. That's w- what I was kind of getting to earlier. Beware of the faults, Christ. Beware of the solution to these problems. Because I... I think it's just the it's the uh, other side of the synchronicity. The it's the planned uh, kayfabe, the planned white hat coming at the last minute. Remember, you got to stay in kayfabe all the time. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like when Hulk Hogan is pinned and he's it looks like he's down, and all of a sudden his fist goes up. Remember the famous? I don't remember that. And he's doing this. I'm it's shaking, shaking my fist. Yeah, we'll have to find the clip. And the crowd goes wild and. And he flips off the guy that's pinned him, and and he he you know he wins at the last second. And of course, it's absurd. Like if you look at it with objective eyes, you say, "Well, that was completely <laughs> stupid," but it's but it awesome. Was dramatic. <laughs> it's awesome. So we need to be aware that that we could be, especially the patriots, right? The people who call themselves patriots, right? Especially those of us who love liberty and freedom, and we've got to be very careful to not just say yep it's this the q movement uh, exploited that too many people i think some good honest people just regular people a lot kept thinking nope nope there's white hats white hats trump is orchestrating a 
4D chess board and he's going to take down the deep state by by using these coded messages on the internet and and there were some pretty clever people who who interpreted some of that stuff in really un, uh, un, unexpected ways you know I, I i didn't know anything about it until 2020 and i kind of started looking into it and i thought wow this is fun this is creative this is like something out of a movie and of course none of the uh, none none of the things really panned out right there's no white hats there was no there was no uh well, there, there's some dispute as to whether Q had actually said all that stuff because a lot of what we heard about Q was analysis of it was Q. interpretations, right? Yeah, he would Q whoever that ended up being would say something like cryptic, something something really cryptic, and then someone with some influence would say that this is he's going to wrap up the pedophile rings. Yeah, or or you know this is going to be, but there were some times that he was pretty explicit, like Hillary's going to be arrested. I think was his first drop, the Q drop, but. Really, the, my point. I think I, my point is my point is that a lot of good people got wrapped up thinking that other people were going to take, take care, care of the problem. This yeah. and take yeah. care yeah. of the problem. I see what you're saying. And the answer is no. You have to take care of it in the ways that you can in your own sphere of influence in your own lives. You have to prepare yourself. You can't rely on politicians. Politicians watch out for politicians. That's it. They they don't care about you. They want you to pay your taxes, shut up, and eat your lentils. They, they don't care if you are happy. They don't care if you're successful. They don't care. You're non-essential except <laughs> as a taxpayer, right? You can notice that in the, 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 nobody's tax bills were cut. Nobody's tax bills were suspended when the government forced millions into unemployment by declaring them non-essential, right? The, the burden of being employed was not lifted. They just didn't have the employment opportunities to lift that burden, shoulder that burden. They don't care about you. You have to stop thinking that, oh, well, Ron DeSantis will win the presidency in 2024 and he will fix all this. No, he won't. Because if he even tries, okay, <laughs> the powers that be will tie his hands, right? And they'll impeach him for something Joe Biden mm-hmm. and his son did. Well, the, the point here is to take away your power, to take away your ability to affect change in your own life and in the, in the neighborhood around you and in the community and then in the state and in the nation, et cetera. And it's, the, the media definitely has people focused on the nation, which is the, their least possible, it's our least possible opportunity for affecting change. It's the right. hardest, hardest thing to change. And we need to be working on our, ourselves, our, our families, our neighborhoods, and our, our local areas first and make sure that they're strong and as independent as possible. Um, I'm going to link to an article here. I didn't read it yet, but the title itself is uh, revealing, and I really like this author, Brandon Smith at alt-market.us. His latest article is, The Stagflation Trap Will Lead to Universal Basic Income and Food Rationing. I did read that one. Did you? Yeah, and it's good. I think it's relevant to the discussion. Uh, at least the concept, and you can tell me how since you've read the details. But the point, I believe, is that this is a setup to get the people to ask for that. And right. when the people are right. begging for it, then then you get the you get the government feeding you. Then the inflation goes out of control, and it has to lead to rationing because when the people are just getting money from the government, they call that helicopter money. That's just 
right. unearned money that you immediately spend. It, you go and spend it on something fun. Ask, usually. ask people how they spent their tax uh, or their uh, stimulus, stimulus, stimmy, stimmy checks. Their stimmy. Yeah, checks. They went out and bought RVs and trucks. Bitcoin. And, a lot of Bitcoin was bought right. with that. They invested and, in the stock market yeah. and. That's one reason I'm skeptical of Bitcoin is because when when push comes to shove really for real here in the next year or two, a lot of money is going to get sucked out of there because those kids are going to go, hey, I need that. And right. I can't use this anywhere. Yeah. I I've got to, I, I got to pay my anywhere. rent to my landlord in dollars. And so or they're just going to lose it all because Bitcoin will get turned off or, or swallowed up by the yeah, central banned. bank. Right. Yeah. Banned by the government. Never impose logic on a tyrant. They've they've confiscated gold in the past. They've outlawed private ownership. They could do that in the future. They could take they could take the Bitcoin stuff down. You'll own nothing, and you'll be happy. Damn it! But you'll get a universal basic income, and we'll have food rationing. A lot of people like that idea. Oh yeah, I love a universal basic income. I could. I just. I wouldn't have to. I wouldn't have to work. Yeah, somebody would though. Where does stuff come from? Robots will work. <laughs> the wars of the yeah, future will be fought in space robots. by robots at the tops of, or at the tops of very high mountains. So, going to a ro- who makes the robots? Who who provide who programs Bart Simpson? <laughs> you and you will build and repair those robots. That's from the Bart Simpson military. Yeah, there's some really good uses for for episode. automation and machinery and in certain lines of work and in the economy. But you know what robots don't do? innovate they don't think yet they don't they're not going to create things like humans can no they they won't i don't think they can i don't think and you know this idea of the singularity is a little bit of a you know who else fantasy doesn't create and innovate people on universal basic income well, they don't have the resources to do it. They're given well, they, just enough to they, survive. They're not. Also, they don't have the impetus. They don't have the uh, the motivation or the incentive. Right. There's there's one. I mean, th- this all sounds really dire, but you know, people do create black markets. They do start to uh, yeah. work around the system. Jeff Goldblum in uh, Jurassic Park. Nature finds a Nature way. finds a way. Chaos theory. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's the that's the X factor here, and I do I do have a lot of hope for us. It's just that the, the, a lot of people have compared this to birth pains, right? Including the bad guys. Condoleezza Rice is famous for having talked about this being birth pains. The, the it's hard, right? Does Labor, she have children? I don't know. <laughs> she plays the piano. I don't know. She, she's an oligarch tool, but. Uh, There's there are difficult times ahead, and we are experiencing difficult times. But at the end of this, something good happens, and it it is great and terrible. You know the great and dreadful idea that's always used when we talk about the coming of the Lord. And, and you know, I do I do believe the Lord is coming. It's just when and where is a good question. And Mormons, especially, or evangelicals, or people who are looking forward to that day of the coming of the Lord, a lot of times skip all of the turmoil that has been prophesied in the many years running up to that. <laughs> and it se- surely seems that we are experiencing the the run up years. We've got a, and I'm not talking about the quote tribulation. I'm talking about the wars and rumors of wars and the many years, maybe a generation, maybe maybe a decade. I don't know what it is, but there there's 
a lengthy period of craziness that goes on that's been prophesied of before the Lord returns in his glory. And there are, there are good things that, that will happen. The problem is that we're facing the stark reality of the economic concept of opportunity cost. We enjoy our things. We enjoy our entertainment. I like a good hot dog or burger or whatever, uh, a good movie. I enjoy it. I enjoy, uh, I like cars, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's fun to watch sporting events. All of these things that this society has brought us are built upon that system, that Babylon system. And all of the parts of Babel, the Babylon system that are incompatible with what needs to emerge out of the ashes of it have to be dispensed with. They, they have to go away. And so that's the big question. What is compatible with a good society, with a Zion type of a society or a, hope, a, a hopeful, a society that's hopeful to be Zion? You know, what, what, has to, what has to go away and what can stay? Those are the things we need to figure out. But we'll have, we have to be willing to sacrifice or abandon those things. Now back to the sacrifice motif. And, and the, the bad guys know it. They know that, they know that these are uh, true principles, but they want right. to they, morph them into an even worse they take, situation. They take, they take truth and they invert it to their own advantage and their own purposes. Yeah. Condoleezza Rice has no kids and has never been married, oh, okay. according to Wikipedia. It might be the longest Wikipedia entry ever. Really? Hers, yeah. I had to scroll and scroll and scroll just to get down to the personal life section. Oh. Is she still declaring as a woman? As far as I know. Oh, good for her. <laughs> well, well, anyway. Well, uh, <clears throat> I want to talk about this going forward, Bobby. I hope you're willing to because we we've talked about solutions before. We need, we need to come up with some here on the Mind Virus show. We need to yeah. come up with some good ideas. Well, one, one, one that I've come back to or I've said before we need to be and I'll creative. come back to, we, we uh, lift weights, eat meat, and learn to shoot. But the, the, who do the— You're not joking. Who does the oligarchy want us to be? They want us to be miserable, unhealthy, and dependent. So be happy, be healthy, and, and be independent. And they want you to be non-gender. So if you're right. a man, be a man. If you're a woman, be a woman. Yeah. Embrace, and if you're a child, be above average. Embrace, em, embrace yourself and, and be the best version of you that you can be. And, but, but yeah, think critically, excel in whatever it is you do, and don't buy into this idea that uh, you're going to just be a cog in their machine. Because they need us to be the machine, right? They need us to power these matrix batteries. We are the primary resource in that economy. And if you don't go along, then it's going to be harder. And yeah, one, one or two people don't make a huge difference, but one or two bajillion do. And we have that power. And I think people are, people are waking up. There is a great awakening. We just need to make sure that it's organic and, and cited on the side of truth. Right. You, you will make a difference for you and your family and those people around you. You need to be that person. Well, welcome back, Jordan. It's good to have you back. Thank and you. Uh, I really enjoy the conversation. I hope those of you out there listening are also enjoying it. And uh, please post your comments at mindvirus.show 
And just remember, none of this is going to go away until I declare it is good, good to go that away. It's over. It's over when I say it's over. I'm the fat lady and I'm singing. Not yet, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Fauci. It was funny. One last quick thought. It is funny to see some of the COVID grifters on Twitter saying, no, 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 we're not done yet. It's not done yet. I, haven't, I don't know what my next grift is yet, guys. I need more COVID funding. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay. A lot of this, guys, only goes as far as we let it. And then we post let, your ideas. We let, let COVID know. go too far. But yeah, let's find, post up in the website. Let us know how we... How, how do we, we get going here? How we, how we, what do we fight do? against now, this? Now how is the time. And it's not a Mitt Romney presidency, okay? <laughs> Let me just say that to the Mormons out there. In it's the, Evan, in the Mc, Evan McMullen it's not presidency, Evan McMullen, right? I think Romney's, Romney's angling clearly for a run for president, right? Because he's just... He might be. Fully, full on siding with the, the mental, mentally ill agenda. I've, I've also heard some rumblings. He voted against taking the restrictions off of masks for toddlers or something. Yeah, and, he, he's lost. And masks on he's airplanes. completely lost. Uh, he, he's a sad individual who really does not have convictions. He does not have personal convictions. He does what's politically expedient for him. But he's going to run for president. He might. Do you think? I mean, yeah, he might. Why not? I mean, Let's have Hillary versus Mitt. That'll be revolutionary. She, well, it's too early to make the predictions, but it's looking like it's going to be Donald Trump versus everybody the establishment is trying to throw at him, which is probably why Mitt Romney's in there. And then is Biden even going to... Well, is he, shouldn't Biden be impeached by now? Uh, no, now he should the, be in a nursing home. Now that the... <laughs> the poor guy should be in a nursing home. I don't know what they're okay, going to do with him. I realize they, he's been they'll a have criminal to, his whole life. I, he should they, be in a, in a nursing uh, prison. They could, they could run him again if he's still alive in 2024, or they sunset him with Hillary again. But she's getting old. She should be oh, in a nursing I know. home prison. I know she can't. It's the the next guy is this FDR. The next guy, I think the next guy. It's not Kamala. Who is it? No, it's not Kamala. <laughs> is that how she laughs? Uh, she's got a cackle, and she's she. Did you see? <laughs> no, oh, I don't we, watch. We, this. we keep I trying don't to wrap it up. That's she why said, I talk, that's why I talk to you because she, I don't want to watch this stuff. Was, and you watch it. She was asked about Russia and Ukraine, and she goes, She goes, Ukraine is a country. <laughs> It's in Eastern Europe. It borders Russia. Russia. What was she asked is about? A country, it? They just said, "What about Ukraine?" And what was the question? Russia's invading Ukraine. What it, was the question? It was like I don't remember, but it was like basically like, "Hey, this what, was when this was opinion? all first kind of." What's heat. your opinion on Ukraine? I mean, yeah, what, or like these what's reporters? Going, she's supposed asking. to be in charge of it, right? The, like of the, the U.S. It's such response. A, it's such a farce. The White House, White House press corps. It's, it's it's painful to watch. It's like, why don't you just say the word Ukraine and have them give you their propaganda? You don't have to ask a question. We know they're not going to answer your question. It's remarkable how woefully, woefully unprepared and unqualified she is to do anything of this. And I again, it's. It's all by design, right? Make make Biden look maybe a little bit better. It doesn't. It's not working. But anyway, we were supposed to wrap this up. But who says? I don't know who the next. You said. I don't know who the up. next Democrat uh, crowning will be. I, I don't know. They don't. Huh. I was wondering that. With I, I was really surprised that Biden 
you know, uh, maybe emerged. maybe we'll skip the FDR phase and just go straight to chaos in the streets. The Stalin phase. Well, meaning literally, Putin or Putin and Z have their troops over here in a peacekeeping. Yeah, manner. or or just the UN. The UN. Well, all three. I think that's. I think that they're looking at it like a pie to divide up. It's right. like, oh, the the Americans lost it. They they couldn't control themselves. They the dollar collapsed. They collapsed, and now we got to go in there. In a few years, you know. Well, lift weights, eat meat, learn to shoot. That should be on a shirt. <laughs> Maybe we can make a little money before it all collapses. We could. We could probably have a good business doing snarky T-shirts. I bet we could come up with some good stuff. Yeah. Well, maybe we should put our money where our mouths some are. Some of our listeners have have uh, already provided some of the quotes. Well, there the, are quotes. The Atlantic. The, the magazine. magazine, not the ocean. Not the ocean. Yeah. All right, we will wrap up for real now, guys. <laughs> okay. Let us know if you want us to run a t-shirt operation off of the website and if you'll buy them. If we can get 10 people to buy t-shirts, we might actually make one t-shirt. Okay. Can we commit to that? Sure. It will be just print, one. It will be print on demand. One. Yeah. The, we'll and the and those ten people got we'll a, have an auction. They, yeah. they got a, they got to wrestle we'll for it. it they can pass it around. No, we'll auction it off. Okay. We'll use the proceeds in our favorite charitable endeavors, like eating meat, eating other tasty animals. Well, I've got a, I've got an opportunity I need to throw at you. Um, it's this gas company in Ukraine. Oh. They're looking for uh, some new board members. Oh. Because one of their board members is. Just gone missing. He lost his computer, and they haven't. He hasn't showed up to work since. And the media doesn't know where he is. No, but I think is he. There's a good chance he probably left his computer at a repair shop. I thought he left it in the, like the uh, hands of a, a prostitute or something like that. I saw something interesting. It's it was because it's so absurd, like how the laptop was found, right? In, yeah, because he never shop. came back to get it. Yeah, and someone postulated this idea that hunter leaving that was a cry for help oh and he wanted this out there because he wanted to say like like my dad needs some attention my dad's a nut job and he's ruined my life maybe this, he abused me or or and probably the more likely is just he's really stupid and probably forgot completely about the laptop well he might may have been on drugs at the time right exactly we know he is on drugs Anyway, what a time. It's a wild world. What a time to be alive. All right, everybody. Thank you again. We will be back again next week for another episode of the Mind Virus Podcast. See ya.